to the official podcast of the Irish Association of Speech and Language Therapists, the IASLT in conversation. Today we are talking to Anne Healy, Speech and Language Therapy Manager in Beaumont Hospital, who was one of the IASLT negotiators to the Agreement for the Mutual Recognition of Professional Association Credentials, or the MRA as it is more commonly known. Anne attends regular meetings with the other signatory associations and was at the IALP Congress in New Zealand last August to meet with our MRA partners and discuss the process. So thanks for joining us, Anne. Can you tell us more about when the MRA started? Thanks, Kira. Um, so the first MRA started in the late 1990s um, between Aust or not Australia, sorry, between ASHA in the US and CASELPA, as it was known at that stage in Canada. And then over the years, other associations joined. So RCSLT joined, um, Speech Path Australia, um, New Zealand, and then ourselves. So RCSLT would have supported us to join. And we signed into the agreement in, I think it was about 2008. So it's been around for a while now. And what associations and countries are involved? Yeah, so we just chatted there through some of them. So there's six associations and countries. And what's interesting is some countries do have more than one association, but all of the six countries involved in the MRA just have one association within their boundaries. So um, Australia, or Australia is Speech Path Australia. America then is ASHA, and we all know ASHA. ISLC in Ireland Um NZSTA or the New Zealand Speech Therapy Association in New Zealand and then RCSLT in the UK and Canada is now called SAC-OAC and I don't actually know what that stands for but they are the six countries and associations. Okay, it has audiology or in, in that as well. They have audiology as part of them as well, yeah exactly. And and what's the idea behind the agreement? Um, So there's a a number of different aims. The well-known one is to improve mobility of members between the different associations um, and among the different countries. So it does help mobility of employment. Um, but when it came into being, a lot of countries didn't have statutory registration requirements and most of the countries now do. So that has made it a little bit more complicated because the MRA agreement is between associations it's not between statutory regulation. So that means we have the agreement as ISLT, but Coru don't have the agreement. So anyone coming to, to Ireland can join ISLT through MRA, but they can't get their qualification recognised. They have to go to Coru. So it does it does change things a little bit. Um, but there are other, as well as mobility of the, pop, of the working population, there are other things that the, it aims to do. Um, things like sharing processes, sharing policies, um, you know, having shared knowledge and promoting international understanding and identifying common standards across the different countries and the different associations. So it's not just mobility, even though that's what it's most well known for. It is other things. OK, good. And are other countries trying to join? Yeah, we've had a few people, I won't name them, um, approach us recently to join Um we're always trying to increase the diversity, but you'd be surprised that that while people talk about it a lot, it's a lot of work to enjoy to join. You know, you have to send all your processes, you have to send all your standards, and all of those standards are then judged against the other association standards. So because of that and because of the amount of work, people just tend often not to, because what we are doing is saying 
that there is an equivalency between our different professional qualifications. We're not saying they're the exact same because no no countries are the exact same, but we are saying there's an equivalency. So associations do jo- do apply to join, and when they apply to join, um, they're given a link association that helps support them. Um, and then, it, but it it takes a a good while. Like it can take up to a year, maybe eighteen months, um, to go through it. So we have kind of two who recently approached us that we're starting the process with. And there's documentation on on all our websites as to how to do that. And there's guideline documents and all that kind of stuff. Um, so so it is something that we do want to promote more inclusion and and diversity of of other associations. Um, it's just at the moment it's still the same six. Okay. And what is involved in the process of an IASLT member applying to work in another country under the MRA? Okay. So um, if you want to work in another country, first thing you have to do is check out that country's website to find out what are the requirements. Okay. Every country has what's called an MRA route and a non-MRA route. So If you're a member of ISLT and you have finished your new grad year and you have worked as a full member or have been a full member, you can apply for what's called a letter of good standing. And that letter of good standing essentially says to the association you're applying to that you're a member of ISLT, that, you know, there's there's nothing going on that we know about, all of that kind of stuff. And then you fill out the forms, you send whatever documentation, you pay their fee and they then have a look at your application. And that's the MRA route. The non-MRA route just means you need to often pay more money and you have to send them more about your professional qualifications. So way back when I went to Australia, back a long time ago, before we joined the MRA, you know, you need to do things like have, um, like, you know, transcripts from university and stuff like that to do the non-MRA route. So there are both routes. Um, Each different country even though we have a substantial equivalency, we're not the exact same. So if I want to go to another country like Canada, for example, they'll always ask for audiology hours because that's part of their training. Um, If someone wants to come to Ireland, they have to have dysphagia because that's part of our undergrad training. So that's why it's really important. The country you want to travel to, you need to look at their website and see what they require. And then you see if you're eligible to use the MRA route or the non-MRA route, okay? So there's if you're not a member of ISLT, this is a, it's member benefit. So you have to be a member of ISLT and a full member of ISLT to be able to access this. So if you're not that, you can still go to the country, but you have to give it time. What we're talking about here is other associations recognizing your professional qualification. And that's a pretty serious thing. And that doesn't happen overnight in the same way as anyone coming to Ireland who applies to Crewe takes a number of months. So you have to account for that. So sometimes people kind of decide they want to go traveling quite quickly and, you know, are up and gone and then suddenly realize I haven't done any of this and it's going to take me a number of months. So, you know, these are professional qualifications that are being recognized. So you have to give it the time. You have to put the work into it and you have to check people's websites and make sure you know exactly. I don't know what everyone requires for the different associations, you know, but if I was to go to somewhere, I would then look at their website, see what they require, get their application forms and then start the process of applying. Okay. And 
Do you have a ballpark as to how long it would take? And, and is there a cost? There is a cost, um, depending on the country you're going to. Um, look, the reality is most people are going to Australia at the moment. So if you are going to Australia, there is a cost um, because they are essentially looking. The MRA route is just quicker and they have to do less work. So it's cheaper to go an MRA route than a non-MRA route. But if they're going, if you're going through the non-MRA route, I don't exactly know how much they charge. Again, it'll be on their website. Um, but it takes a number of man hours to sit down and go through all your transcripts and to judge if that is equivalent to what their grads would have, um, which is ultimately kind of what they're looking at. Um, if you like, if you're coming to Ireland and you're joining through MRA, we don't charge. All we're charging is the ISLT membership fee, and that's really because you have to go through Carew, and Carew is a whole separate process, and you're you're paying there. Whereas before Carew, ISLT did judge the professional qualifications and there was a charge at that stage. Um, but things have changed for us in the same way. If you're going to RCSLT, you have to join HCPC if you want to work as well. Um, so it does depend. Like it, it's going to take weeks to months, depending on if you send everything in. Like when you're going to Australia, if you send everything in and everything is straightforward, it'll be quicker. If you send half of it in and they come back to you looking for more, it will take longer. So um, it's again back to the association to find out from the association. But certainly planning and giving it time is a good good idea. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. If you want to work as an SLT when you're overseas, yeah. you know, you may want to go traveling and not work as an SLT. And that's absolutely fine. You know, um, we all like a bit of a break. Yeah. And I know in some countries like the US and Canada, speech and language therapy qualification is at a master's level. So should speech and language therapists here undergo a, ma a master's to improve their chances of working there before they go or? Well, I suppose because their qualification is a master's level, like if we have a master's is always going to help. But again, I think investigate that. Um, I don't I don't 100% know the answer. If you read the agreement, it doesn't say that members of ISLT must have a master's before they can become members of ASHA. Um, it says you have to do their practicing um their practicing exam. Um, I think it's is it the CCC? I'm not quite sure what it's called, but um, I don't know what the requirements are for doing that exam to be eligible to get to it in the first place. And then in America, all the different states have different licensors. So I don't know what their requirements are, you know. So again, you're just going to have to think about where is it you want to go. Yeah. Um, and while our, our qualification it does allow us to be mobile. Like there's a limit to that mobility and, and the speed of that mobility. You know, you have to, again, time, effort, look into what's required. Okay, perfect. Great. Um, so that's that's really helpful and very insightful. And thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us today. So the message is go to the websites, do your research, give it time and um, have all your doc ducks in a row and your documentation. Um, but that's really helpful. Um, so thanks. And just one last thing, yeah. I suppose, just in relation to the letters of good standing um, to apply for a letter of good standing in Ireland, um, you need to be a current member of ISLT. You need to have a full year of full membership and full membership does not count your new grad membership year. So you essentially are a member of IS or you're, you have to be a member of ISLT as a full member for a full year and be a current member so you can't say right well, i'm finished my full year i'm going to apply for my letter of good standing now and i'm not going to renew you need to be a current member so you do need to renew um 
And it's just the name they put on it was letter of good standing. Um, that If you don't get a letter of good standing for us, that's not us telling you that you're not in good standing. <laughs> it's just saying you're not a member of ISLT, so we can't stand over it in the same way as if you're a member of ISLT. Okay, so, you know, if you want to go traveling, that's brilliant, but put the time and effort into it. Find out what, what you need. Um, and there is a non-MRA route as well as the MRA route. Okay. So, you know, there's it just takes a bit longer. So you just need to prepare for that. Perfect. That's great. Thank you so much today, Anna. It was really helpful. And you can listen back to our other podcasts by following our social media channels on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook or by searching IASLT in conversation on Spotify.